Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I'm getting ready to uh, record my podcast and I'm really in the zone, showered, I'm in my robe, just put on some eyeliner, not doing anything too crazy. My hair is just going to air dry and like 10 minutes away, really feeling it. And uh, my ex's song just came on on my uh, Google Home. Like, of course it did. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Jen Kirsch and you're listening to Lockdown Love. Last episode, I spoke to my girlfriend, Sarah Landry, known as The Bird's Papaya, and she is known for her transformation and becoming a healthier version of herself, both physically, mentally, and in her relationships. And when we got down to talking, she said the most important thing in finding the right partner and how she found her now husband was genuinely taking care of and loving herself. She did the work to be the best version of herself. And so, of course, it's no surprise that she met a great, like-minded, equal match. In past episodes, I found out that my type is not so equal. I am now giving my time and attention to someone else who piqued my interest. That person is someone I met on my weekly Zoom vinyl bar nights. And so I saw Vinyl Guy, I noticed him from across the Zoom about three months ago. And week after week, Monday night after Monday night, we both look forward to this night. Part of it for me is, of course, seeing him there, but it's so much more. It's a magical evening. I cannot describe it. It's intimate. There's the most beautiful records playing, and we've developed such a great connection. Problem is, since we've moved from that to private video dates, if you will, I don't know, as I said to Sarah Landry last week, if it's a date, if it's not, I don't really know where we stand. Since then, and since last week in talking to Sarah, Vinyl Night Guy and I have had, you know, before Vinyl Night, we got together for just over an hour, just chatting and having kind of a pre-drink. We've done phone calls. We've done texting. And I still have no clue where we stand. But what I do know is I respect him. So going back to everything I've learned over the past few episodes, I've really established a respect for someone who is my equal. He is also a hard worker. He also works for himself. Family is extremely important to him. His health is important. He's into mindfulness like me. You know, things match up. But is this a friend zone? Is this not? I don't know. You might. Because I did the unthinkable. I asked him to be on the podcast. Why are you nervous? You don't seem like the type to get nervous. Actually, I'm not. It's the weirdest thing, but um, I feel like the few experts that I had on already are more that expert opinion. And right. then now it's like bringing in someone from my life during lockdown who's also in a similar place. And that makes it 
a little more real almost because talking sure. to an expert, it's like, oh, they're the expert. Like, of course they know all these things, right, but you're sure. like, you're, you're just, it's I'm you. a lay person. I'm a lay person. Do you mind sharing how you found yourself single in the, the heart of COVID? So I've, you know, I've got a small family, I've got girls, I've got two little girls. And, uh, and then, you know, I was sort of thrown into this new world the last time I had dated. So my ex and I were together for 12 years you know, before that, what's interesting is that her and I, we got to know each other. Actually, we met each other via the internet. Now, this is long before dating apps. It was before uh, smartphones. But we met each other in MySpace, right? Yeah. So, it, it, you know, and, and literally, she was living in Mexico at the time. And uh, we met each other. I courted her because I, I found her to be really like an endearing person. She had these beautiful artwork that she did. Uh, she just seemed like a really rich, beautiful person. So I thought, I want to get to know this person. And I courted her online, like literally on MySpace. I mean, let's be careful with the word courted. I didn't stalk her. I courted her <laughs> yes. like a gentleman, right, uh, yes. on, on MySpace. And then I, I contacted her on email. And then eventually we're doing like Yahoo chatting or whatever the case might be. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden she finds herself in, in Canada, right? So in Vancouver at the time. Uh, so we had never met. And it was a really dramatic story, the way we came to knowing one another. In fact, when the day she showed up, I thought she wasn't going to show. I, I went to the airport and, and, and she didn't show for two hours. I left the airport thinking she didn't exist because oh. I thought she had pulled the wool over my eyes. I had sent her some money to help with the trip, stuff like that. I thought she was dinging me for 400 bucks. And I just completely was like, you know, flabbergasted with the situation and went back to my studio. The phone rings. It's a cabbie. He says, I've got this woman down here that's asking for you. She's cold and wet. And from that point forward, we, we were, you know, together tied to the hip wow. for, 12, for 12 years. So our relationship changed. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. It changed. And then we decided we we sort of sort of drifted apart. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay. What's this dating thing? Like, what is this dating thing? And everybody's on apps, right? Like, I'm yeah. like, this is weird. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to expect. I'm a people person. I'm a bit old school. You know, I was born in the mid 70s. So, so vinyl guy, you hop online. <laughs> Whatever happened in that online world, I guess we don't need to necessarily go over, but <clears> you are now in a place where you're single. Yeah. So now quarantine has happened. You're <clears> at home. How has that affected your dating life? Uh, a great deal. I mean, just before COVID happened, I, so just to be real frank, I had had, um, I would say three really sort of, you know, interactions or relationships that I felt, you know, had, had some, you know, might go somewhere, right. It had some potential. The one just before COVID was three months and I actually really liked this girl. She had moved to Montreal for what I understood was a short time. She left to go to Montreal and literally COVID hits like a time breaks. Okay. And when uh, this hit, I was like, oh, okay, well, that option doesn't seem like it's there anymore. And meanwhile, she was in Montreal. So she eventually made her way back to, uh, to Toronto. So, you know, I'd stayed in touch with her and, you know, text back and forth and so on. And we really didn't know what to, what, what, the, how to proceed because the options were limited. Right. And uh, so it was, uh, I think it was last month. Uh, the girls and I went for a walk. We go for a walk every day. I just decided I'm going to take a, I, I'm very impulsive. So I'm, I'm like, I'm going to take a right here, girls come with me this way. Go take a right. We ended up at this park that we hang out at, but not often. 
we walk through the park and I, I see this girl off in the distance. I'm like, that girl's beautiful. I really like that girl. Like, I'm like, is that in the back of my head? I'm like, is that, is that I get closer, I get closer. It was her, right? Stop it. No. So, so I said, this was a month ago. This was a, this <laughs> was a month ago. I kind of put my foot in my mouth. I said a few things. I was nervous and she had him at the kids yet, but this was her first time to meet the kids, right? Which is really weird. Right. And I was like, whoa, like, I, you know, that was crazy. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then in my head, I start romanticizing that. And then when I got back home, I texted her saying, you know, I kind of like suggested, would you be open to a visit? And, and I respect what she, the way she answered. And if she had, she have answered another way, I don't know what I would think, but she was like, you know, I'm, I'm being very careful and I, you know, I'm not really open to dating during the quarantine, uh, but let's stay in touch. Right. So, she, you know, she was affected by it. I was affected by it, but she wasn't willing to, to do that. Even if it was a distance visit in person, she wasn't willing to take that step. I also know that her, her sister is in the medical field. So that probably played a part in it. And she knows I have kids again. I, I like that. The fact that she answered like that made me like her more. <laughs> right. Right. But, of course. uh, but I, well, that's uh, also I was, the part of the courting and the chase, too. Let's that's be right, honest. That's right. If you're the alpha, you're like, oh, okay. Exactly. But I was disappointed. I was disappointed. But that that's um that's kind of like and then since I mean, you know, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna lie to you, Jen. I, I have opportunities. You know, what is what's the secret? Like, how do you find because I can't get that I can't figure out which one I should go for and which one I can't. Because you don't have the pheromones, you don't have like the that kind of like gut feeling the same way. It kind of removes that gut feeling thing from it. And I also had this interesting thought before we talk, before we jumped on here is the idea about, you know, if you can make a really nice profile, does that make you a better person? It's like, like, Oh, like, you know, I'm a photographer or I, I know how to do, you know, I know to edit photos or I know how to tell a story, right? So all of a sudden your profile is shining, but you might be an asshole, right? Of so, course. so like, the getting around that, I mean, the people, maybe they're the people, maybe I've, I always talk about, oh, I just swiped past my soulmate, right? Uh, because chances are, maybe I did, you know, like, it's hard to figure it out. I can't gauge it. I have a hard time with that whole thing. Yeah, it is really interesting. I think that we can't really use people's profiles to judge them. Yeah. I was talking with my producer before you came on. Um, I hope I could say this. I hope you Go don't take it, any yeah. offense, but okay. I was like, oh, I said, final guy emailed back. I said, what's really interesting about his email is he used three exclamation points. And if someone had three exclamation points on their profile, I would have swiped left for them. <laughs> but It's enthusiasm. But because I know you now, I find it really endearing and you're passionate and you're excited about like coming on the podcast. So like, of yeah. course you'd use three exclamation marks. Yeah, no All one uses three. No one no, uses three. That's in one email, man. in a four sentence email. And I was like, but I'm a fucking judgy bitch. So <laughs> I would have swiped left See? on you immediately. It would have been a huge mistake. Final right? so, so, so there, there you go. That proves in the pudding. That's the weird factor that all of a sudden we all have to deal with that. And we have to like take that with a grain of salt that someone, you know, maybe they don't know how to make a profile. Maybe they get shit photographs and they're all selfies or I always have a hard time with somebody who takes 
this, a shot of their face and it's the same shot, like just a different take. And it's yes. like six of them. Yes. <laughs> okay. I haven't, I have issues with that one too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like stuff like that, but maybe it's a great person who just doesn't know anything about taking photos. So I don't know. Yeah. It's very interesting. And that sort of brings me to people are looking for love still during this lockdown Things are starting to open up a bit and it's almost summer and it's nice out. So people are being, you know, looking for these matches on dating apps. And I think what people are forgetting is you can still meet people. There are other ways to meet people while being safe and physically distant and respecting things. And that's sort of how I met you and a people, a group of people who have now become friends that I've hung out with almost every week on Monday nights during quarantine through mm. vinyl night. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about vinyl night? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that vinyl night is a really special thing and it's, it, it kind of breaks down the barriers of the th- that kind of what the thing I was just talking about with regards to, you can't, you really gauge like the feeling of someone. It's hard to gauge the feeling of someone through the digital means. Right. Um, now with the vinyl, night, we had some history uh, because, and, and you and I likely, Jen, we, we likely sat in the same room. Oh, for sure. On a live, you know, vinyl night. If I were to go there, I would have an honest interaction and likely be positive. Right. Uh, and I always, so I always went, uh, buddy of mine, him and I, we frequented the, uh, vinyl nights, uh, but beyond that, we're people, people, you know, so like, I think that what really, really drew us to it was the fact that you have all these great people in, in a small kind of confined space. And all of a sudden, everyone's in it together, right? We're all in that. We, we listen to each other. You're not going to make fun of someone or call them out or make them feel bad. You know, every, anybody can say whatever they want. And it's a safe environment. The vibe and the spirit that we created, we had it like in our living room. We had it to be able to have created that and all of us over Zoom Mm -hmm. has been without a doubt for me, the biggest treat of lockdown. It's, it's been the shining, the shining light on this whole thing. And I look forward to it every time. And, and then I got to meet, you know, you and I really hit it off, Jen. So, you know, we, we made a connection pretty quick yeah. there. And then I also connected with a number of the other, you know, people who are, are part of the group, who we see this familiar faces each, each time coming back. Right. right? And, and, you know, the one night I remember, it was so magical because we had these people from in all the corners of the world that in was a great space. night. Yeah, right? there was someone on his boat. We're like, "What's boat. that noise?" And it's this guy on the water in the middle of I forget what island he was on. And we're like, "He's just there, part of vinyl night." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. We had someone in Singapore, someone in New York City. We had someone in Detroit. Yeah, the guy in New York was drawing us all. That was. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, and what I said to myself, you know, what's happening right here isn't just fun for us. It's really significant. Um, so that's been a great entrance to, you know, that, you know, sort of a a warmer side of the digital universe, right? Right. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. This idea of like meeting people, Right. what's interesting and taking a step back is, okay, well, I tried to switch my type by going online and like dating younger, dating older, dating, you know, we spoke about how we both connected with people in different cities or different Mm -hmm. countries. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we need to be better and more gentle with ourselves at mm. seeing that there's people everywhere. You can go mm. to a Zoom night, you could connect with others, and you don't know who's going to be there, whether mm. it's romantic or not. Sure. Um, that's, that's a very tricky thing right now. I'm writing an article this week 
how to tell if you're in a relationship with someone. Yeah, that's, which a, is, that's an interesting one. Which yeah. is so next level. That's a totally different thing. But also, like, how do you know? And I'd love for you to answer, like, how do you know through this forum, are you flirting with someone? Are you on a date with someone? What are the parameters when you don't have physical touch or anything to yeah. intervene that you're not, someone's not reaching for the bill. Someone's not initiating the date. How right. do you determine whether there's a connection or not through these mediums? I ask myself that all the time. I, I think uh, one of the things that I think is a good kind of, you know, kind of litmus test for it is when, you know, they contact you say in the morning and at night pretty regular right mm -hmm. because those are sort of vulnerable times right when you first wake up right and also before bed when you're you're kind of like feeling a bit vulnerable and and uh i think if you're connecting with someone at those times during the day and, and this is just like me like just sort of trying to figure stuff out in my head but if you're regularly connecting with people like that and uh and sharing things with them that are sort of intimate and unfiltered Mm -hmm. then I think then you've got, and I'm not saying necessarily a romantic relationship, but you certainly have the beginnings of something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some, you know, like I feel that way. Uh, and I've, I've had that, I think a couple of times, but I wonder if sometimes I get a little, when things start to escalate into what, you know, one would define as a relationship. I think that's when I maybe get like, I withdraw or like, I, I like, sort of like put a stop because I'm a little bit fearful about that. I've had connections that I definitely don't want to see the people. And I have others where I would, you know, love to connect in person and see mm. what is there. So mm. what do you sort of feel like? What's sort of next for you in terms of dating? What do you sort of want for yourself? Well, I've been invited uh, by two uh, ladies to over for a date and, and I decline both. Um, I feel it's too early for me. I'm not ready. I'm a little nervous. Uh, but I'm also very anxious to do it. So it's, it's I'm, I'm, it, you know, I've got these collapsing opposites that I, and I'm not sure what I want. Speaking of self-sabotage and, and uh, just the whole phenomenon of people in different places, right, with regards to online dating, it's interesting how when COVID hit, the Tinder put out this, like, the swipe around the world thing. Yeah. Right. And I had always wanted, I'm not one to pay, I'm not going to pay for, it's still my style. I'm not going to pay for Tinder. Like, so, <laughs> so all of a sudden, it, like swipe around the world comes out. I'm like, really? Like, I could do this now and I got all this time on my hands? Like, damn right. So, uh, you know, I got it. And then all of a sudden, like courting people in the, in Los Angeles, New York, and in Paris. Paris. Those are my, was Los Angeles, New York, Paris, right? <laughs> Those are my three ones. And, uh, and, and I actually, and I think I mentioned this to you, Jen, is uh, I connected with this one woman who lived in uh, Paris. Yes, we did. And, and actually, if this. we were in the same town, I, I, I'm pretty certain we would have got together. Right. You know, we, we were certainly compatible in many ways. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, it, the language became a barrier. And, and I, uh, I think both of us kind of gave up on it. But both of us were really hopeful that this could potentially work out. Right. right. So I, even to the point where I was like brushing up on my friend, I'm like, I'm going to learn. French. I told my mom, I said, I'm going to learn French. But then you're presented with the reality. And all of a sudden, I think she was getting frustrated with the fact that when she was messaging me, I was like checking like Google Translate before I answered. 
So like, it was like oh, on God. WhatsApp and you know, like on WhatsApp, you're online and then you're yeah. not online. Yeah. I kept going offline, right? Yeah. Because I was like checking Google Translate. Which, just- which could drive a person crazy because we create these old narratives in our head. Like, but I just messaged, why'd he go offline? Exactly. Yeah. Why, and then yeah, well, why is, in your where's head. Where's he going? Where's, yeah. he, where's he going? She doesn't, yeah. you know, she doesn't, he doesn't want to talk to me or whatever. Yeah. And then you take it personally. Like, is he trying to hide? Da, da, da. Yeah. But meanwhile, you're trying to learn her native tongue, like a exactly. real gentleman that you are. Yeah. So she got, I think she got frustrated with that. And, uh, and I got frustrated a bit. And then, so we lost touch. Uh, so, so, you know, learn as long and short of is do, what do I want? I, I want, um, I think I still am going to enter through the apps and and I have people like there's a couple of people in my life who I really, really like, but I don't know what to do as far as taking it to the next level. Uh, I really, you know, again, like I've, I've been invited on on dates, like in-person dates, but I find it defeats the purpose of a date if you can't get close. Right. I mean, you know, I, I don't. No. I, I, did you Why just not? roll your eyes? You were like, I did I'm going to saddle up for this one. I want to hear it. Go ahead. I think that you sort of need to because some of us are real fucking funny or good writers. You say you do copywriting this and that. I think I could pen a brilliant text and be super engaging, but then I could be su- super awkward in person or maybe. Right. I don't think I yeah. am, but other people probably do. Or you could be awkward <laughs> in person or, you know, you could, they could pick up on cues of yours and respond in a different way or use body language sure. that sort of sure. throws you off or make yeah. off the cuff comments on a physically distant walk. And I think that yeah. it's really, I think it's, kind of crucial to see that side of someone in real life because Mm -hmm. right now we are working a lot with what is in our head we are romanticizing people we are expecting what could happen after what if i go Mm -hmm. for a date now what if i say yes i have a funny feeling that i don't i'm no expert here but i have a funny feeling that you're saying no, not because it's not time yet, because you're not interested. Because the other woman mm-hmm. who was in Montreal, you said you invited her to come over and do a date. So you sort of have a conflict yeah, there. It's, it's true. It's so true. I think if you were genuinely interested, you'd be open to giving it a shot. But maybe you're a little harder on yourself than you like to um, admit. Yeah, no, I, I think you make a good point. Um, you know, in my head, in my head, I want it. And then in my head, I'm ready for it. But when it comes time to actually executing on it and doing it, I, I, I get, it's not that I get cold feet. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go through the effort of it because I feel like I'm going to be presented with an obstacle that I'm not interested in, in leaping over at this moment. I myself tend to be very spontaneous. And when I mm-hmm. do develop feelings for someone or have some interest, I like to explore that as soon as possible. Mm. I've always been that way. So mm. far to this day during lockdown, I didn't with Facebook guy. Had he invited me up, he lives a couple hours outside of the city. Had he invited me up to his place, I would have gone. I would have taken mm. the right precautions. I would have, I'm sure, quarantined for two weeks before mm. like hanging out with my dad. But I really like to um, explore that immediate interest and see if there's anything there because it's so easy for us to let our hearts and our crazy creative minds, especially yours and mine, mm-hmm. run with all these projections and what ifs and romanticizing things when it could just be in an instant, you see if there is a connection or not. Okay, so Jen, I'm going to paint a picture for you to tell me what you would do in this scenario. So okay. you go over, things start to get hot and heavy, 
right? You get in the, you start getting the feelings, both of you. What do you do? What, what do you do? You just say, forget it. Like we can't, you know, you do nothing. You just sort of live with it in the moment and just like, you know, feel the pain or you call it a night or you go for it or what do you do? I mean, I can't answer that because the only person I've seen other than my father is basically like the dial a bottle delivery guy. <laughs> so like any, I, I can't really say, I want to think that I could like, you know, keep it in my pants, but you know what? Knowing me, I'm a very, um, physical. I like physical touch. I'm very affectionate, mm-hmm. whether it's with like my mentor or it's with a best friend or a buddy mm-hmm. or my family. I'm always like, you know, rubbing the shoulders. I'm very yeah. affectionate hand holding me and my nephews hold hands all the time. Yeah. Even the one who's 11, almost too cool for it. Right. And yeah. Yeah. I think that to be honest, in those circumstances, if I had a, a physically distant state and there was a connection, I probably would use physical touch and I would mm-hmm. wash my hands after. Directly I wouldn't, after? Immediately after? No, I, after that, that engagement. Yeah. No, no, no. I, like, I assume if I had a physically distant state, I'd be in the park or I'd be in my backyard or something. Sure. Thought about <laughs> this a lot, uh, vinyl guy. But to me, it'd be like in a park by my house or like, in my backyard. And if I felt yeah. the need to hold hands or pour, sort of like lay my head on a shoulder, I'm yeah. down with that. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned through all this is I don't want to like, I, it's so easy to hook up with someone. Mm-hmm. I think um, if mm-hmm. both people it are is. interested, it's quite easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of like the element of, okay, well maybe you can't, mm-hmm. but I think before I were to get together with someone, I would want to know that they haven't been like, not that I care if they're with other people, but I sure. would care for the past two weeks, have you been with others or not? What are the risks? Because I am yeah. living with my dad right now. Yeah, and sure. so I would keep that in mind. But mm-hmm. if I trust the person and it's not some random off of Bumble who I've talked to once or twice and we do a date, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing anything. If it was someone that I trusted and the mood mm-hmm. was there, mm-hmm. perhaps I would be open to engaging. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, not be open to it, but that I would determine it in that moment. So what does your dad think? What does your dad think about all of it? I mean, I haven't said to my dad, like, what do you think if I like fuck someone? Or like, what do you think if I like, <laughs> Good. Good. what if I meet, meet this guy for a walk and I just want to like <laughs> dive right in there? Cause like, you know, <laughs> I haven't said that, That's but good. you know, yeah. yeah okay. 
I called him out a few times and I asked him, how do you determine, you know, whether someone likes you or they're just being nice to you? And he said, a good sign is when you're messaging each other at the beginning of the day or at the end of the night. Well, I will tell you this. Before we went to bed last night, I did not get a text from him after we recorded the episode. And when I woke up this morning, today's the day after we recorded, I did not hear from him yet. You would say, okay, Jen, obviously someone's into you. They wouldn't give you that much time. I would say, I still am unsure. And that's the really cool thing about dating during lockdown. That's the cool thing about lockdown love. There is no certainty unless you point blank ask someone. I used to be the girl that would point blank ask someone. Like, what's, what do you have to lose? But what I'm starting to learn now is that life's, life doesn't have to be about extremes. You don't need the answer right away. You could just roll with the punches and take it day by day and see what happens. Again, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. There is no rush. I truly think that in-between and that getting-to-know-someone phase is where the magic truly happens. I don't know what's going to happen and how this is going to unfold, but I'm going to give myself the chance to get to know him. I'm going to be open-minded to meeting other people if that were to happen. And I'm really interested to see how this situationship unfolds over time throughout my journey during lockdown. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Love. I'm Jen Kirsch. Special thanks to Vinyl Night Guy for coming on and chatting with me today. Today's episode was produced by Adrian Muhajirin, Kimberly Hackuman, Allison Bruff, and me, Jen Kirsch. Lockdown Love is a production of Entertainment One's Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at LDL underscore podcast and on Instagram at Lockdown Love Podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to Lockdown Love. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,